0: What's up, podcast world? This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friend James Bean and SeedsHereNow.com. That's right, SeedsHereNow.com is the number one source for high-quality seeds with a money-back guarantee and, of course, lightning-fast shipping. Check out SeedsHereNow.com for monthly sales, James Bean's pocket full of freebies, and, of course, easy-peasy credit card payment options. Don't forget about Crypto Wednesdays and James Bean's vault at SeedsHereNow.com. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 772 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about phenotype selection. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do some shout-outs. to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout-out to a few new supporters. Let's include our friends Simeon, Kells, Camp Cola, and Travis K. Then let's send a big thank you shout-out to my friend Elder's Garden. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you to B Bala. I want to send a thank you shout-out to my friend Ye Motherfucking Ha. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Lefty's Farm. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my friends at Lollipop Farms. Let's send a thank you shout out to my buddy Be Burning. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my buddy Sonic. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen, and you know I do include a link in the show notes or the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the show. I do want to give a big shout-out to my friends at the DGC, the Dude Grows Show, the Dude Grows Crew. They did invite me to be a guest on the podcast. I've made two appearances recently. You may recognize this t-shirt. I was on the Dude Grows show today. We, re- we recorded a great segment. Do look forward to that coming out. I'm not sure their production schedule, when they're going to drop the episode, but it should be fairly close to the same time that this episode does come out. Once again, thanks to all of my friends at the Dude Grows show. Big up to everybody over there. The Dude, Scotty. And of course, our new friend, Grambo. Big shout out, bro. Thank you, of course. Shout out to everybody, the old school crew and the new crew. If you just discovered me from the Dude Grows show, thanks for joining us, you guys. I'm proud to be part of the Dude Grows crew. Uh, Irie Army Dude Grows crew is a very parallel crew. Uh, We like being a team together, so shout out. I don't feel any sort of competition or uh, territorials, insecurity crap when it comes to multiple podcasts. I think we should all do our own shows and help everybody and be a community. Uh, There's no reason why we shouldn't work together. We're all aiming for the same goal. We all want you guys to grow the best herb and we want to legalize our favorite plant. So we work together. I love it. Big up to the whole crew. Also a big shout out to my friend JH. If you did get the same t-shirt joke, you're the only one going to get the joke, bro. Hope you laughed at that. All right. Shout out to the Dude Grows crew. Look forward to the episode. I will be on there more. Uh, We did talk about me going on that show more frequently. Uh now that I'm only doing one episode per week here, it does allow me to do a little bit more guest spot time. Uh doorbell rang. Excuse me, I'm going to go grab that. All right, I am back. I do apologize. I am recording here in the middle of the day, so we did receive a package at the door. I can't leave packages out there too long because other people will decide that that is a gift or donation if they see it on the porch. Had to go get that. You don't care a lot. Let's continue with this podcast. Where was I? Um, Let's talk about something that we have all seen in the news. All of the cannabis podcasts should talk about this. This is something that got quite a few people uh, kind of excited, kind of riled up, and then we saw a lot of responses to this. Of course, I am referring to the statement that Joe Biden made about freeing federal cannabis prisoners who were in federal prison for petty cannabis crimes. Let's talk really briefly about what Biden said there. Uh, He just said a bunch of bullshit to make people think he was going to do something. He didn't say anything useful, he didn't do anything useful. Let's break down what he said really quickly here. He was going to free federal cannabis prisoners who were in federal prison for minor cannabis crimes. If you commit a minor cannabis crime, you don't go to federal prison. A federal crime is how you go to federal prison. So those minor cannabis crimes went to county jail. The federal crimes went to federal prison. Guess who he released? fucking nobody. So that was just some bullshit. That was just a a sales pitch. That was just a greeting card to make you feel like something went well. Didn't really do a lot for the movement, for the plant, for the people. If some people, if I am misinformed, uneducated, and some people did get released, that is fucking awesome. If you pardoned one or two people, that is great. But it's not the move that we all thought he was talking about making. Some people were duped. Some people were fooled. It was a clever statement. I think it was a sales pitch, uh, and it did not work on me. I think that what he said was, uh, it was just some some frosting or a Band-Aid or just some decoration, and it, I didn't buy the bullshit. So I wanted to give you my opinion on that. He said he freed all of the uh, federal cannabis prisoners who were in prison for minor cannabis crimes. Once again, you don't go to a federal prison for a minor cannabis crime. You never made it that far. There was nobody to free. All right, that was my ramble on that. Let's talk about something more fun, more exciting. If you've been following along, you do know that I had a greenhouse running, and I did harvest the plants. Everything is down now. There were a couple of uh, plants still in there until recently. Uh, Some long-standing, some late finishers. There were plants that I did not expect to take so long that took a really long time this year, but they are down. They're in. Uh, The plants are drying. A lot of the plants have been processed. Uh, Seeds are coming out. Things are getting counted. I'm excited because I think that by Halloween, I should be able to re-drop the blueberry butcher. That's right. On iRedirect.com, on other vendors, there will be a restock of Blueberry Butcher by Halloween. You say that ten times fast. Blueberry Butcher is back in stock, bro. Around Halloween time, I do plan a sale and a Halloween drop for the restock of Blueberry Butcher. There will be more stuff that drops along with that. There will be some freebies. Uh, every order on iRedirect.com does come with freebies. I load you up for sure. Uh, It's kind of a, depending on if you buy cheap packs or more expensive packs, it depends on if I load you up with five packs or 10 packs or FEMS for free. Basically, uh, it's a pretty close to buy one, get one free ratio uh, with the amount of freebies that you do get. But I am rambling. The blueberry butcher drop will happen around Halloween. There'll be some new stuff there. Also, you guys have heard me talk about the feminized seeds that I have got coming. Those are harvested as well. Uh, Those plants are kind of big. They're taking longer to dry than anticipated, but as soon as they're dried, processed, counted, all of that good shit, I will get you guys the feminized Lemon Jeffrey, the feminized Orangegasm, and the feminized Golden Goat S1s. We'll be back very, very soon. The best way to stay updated on that is to join my newsletter. Go to my website, irigenetics.com. On the bottom of the page, there is a newsletter tab where you can fill in your email address. Click on that, and it will update your email address in my newsletter. When I put out new drops, when I put out specials, when I do promotions or advertising, I do send out a MailChimp newsletter. I really only try to do it about once a month, maybe every six weeks, because I don't want to overload you and bombard you with spam emails. I just want to remind you that, hey, I put hoodies on sale, or hey, I put seeds on sale, or hey, there's a new drop coming, or hey, there's a secret coupon code. Uh, the best way to stay updated with all of that stuff is, of course, through the newsletter at irigenetics.com. I did mention hoodies. That's right. I just ordered uh, more irigenetics t-shirts. I ordered black long-sleeve t-shirts, and I ordered black hoodies. And For the ladies, I ordered a few Irie genetics tank tops. They've all got the square logo with the cross that says, I read Genetics Premium Seeds. People have been asking for more designs, more ideas. So we put that logo on a few different items, uh, long sleeve black shirts, black t-shirts, black hoodies and black tank tops. We will branch out here. I was trying to get all the bases covered. Once we got the basics covered, I will expand the merchandise line. If you've got recommendations or suggestions, send me those ideas at growfromyourheartathotmail.com. It can be growfromyourheart idea merchandise. It could be Genetics merchandise. Whatever you've got in mind, please do hook me up. I love making merchandise that I know you guys are interested in. That's the point, right? I could design shit that I like all day, I want to know if you like it. Also, if you're an artist out there, I could use a discreet Irie Genetics and Irie Army logo, something that people in prohibition states could wear, and they could proudly represent Irie Genetics, the Grow From Your Heart podcast, or the Irie Army. They could represent all of that stuff, but not tell their boss, their community, their neighbors, uh, the preschool teacher, the daycare worker, that they are cannabis growers and consumers. So if you want to whip up a cool logo, please do send me your ideas. I will definitely uh, take good care of my favorite logos. All right, that is enough rambling here at the start of the show. I did say that I was going to talk about phenotype selection and a pheno hunt. Let me segue into rambling a little bit about that. I feel like a good spot to start would be by explaining what a pheno hunt is. What do I mean by a pheno hunt? A pheno hunt is simply searching through a population of seeds to find the phenotype of those plants that works the best for you, your garden, your clients, your needs, or your patients, whatever it may be. Now, what do I mean by phenotype? When we grow from seed, we will see variation amongst the different plants. That is known as a phenotypical expression. Some plants, so we may have a 10 pack of seeds. If they are regular seeds, most of the time, half of those are going to be males. We pull the boys out of there, we've got five girl plants to grow. Most of the time you're going to see Plants that look a little bit like the mother plant, plants that look a little bit like the father plant, and then plants that look like kind of combinations of those. I call those the 50 50s. Uh, Those are usually my intended and favorite phenotypes, but that's a whole different conversation. So, just like if you've got brothers or sisters, you don't look exactly the same, but you came from the exact same parents. Maybe you do look very similar. That's also a phenotypical expression. Maybe you've got blue eyes, your sister's got green eyes. Maybe you've got brown hair, and your sister's got blonde hair. That is a phenotypical expression and variation that happens uh, amongst phenotypes, amongst a population. So with plants, some plants may be taller than others, some may be shorter than others, some may get a lot of resin, some may not make any resin, some may have a certain aroma, some may have way different aromas. These are all traits that we will see as phenotypical expression. So when I talk about a pheno hunt, I'm talking about finding the phenotype out of a population that works best for my needs. Now, let me get off on a tangent here because being a breeder, being the person that is making a lot of these seeds and that has a lot of experience with the lines that I make, when I make these seeds, I get to grow them first. I get to play with them as long as I want before I even let you know about it or sell them to you or give them to you. I've got those seeds. I've been running them a lot, so I know what to expect. Before you get the seeds, I can tell you what phenotypes will show up and the traits of those phenotypes that you can expect from a pack of seeds because I've got experience running it. I've ran the seeds so much that I know what it's going to show me. Now, when I talk about phenotypical selection, people often say, which phenotype is the best out of this line of seeds? That is not for me to decide. Uh, I often describe it like this. Um, You wanted a pack of, let me just say, strawberry starburst seeds. You know that you want the seeds that have the strawberry candy flavor and aroma. They make really good concentrates. It's got a really nice sativa buzz. We know that that's as far as we've gotten. Now, there's a phenotype in there that's going to be perfect for you and one that won't be the best for you and one that'll be pretty good. The way I describe this is we've all chosen that we want to eat at the Italian restaurant, right? We've all chosen we want the Italian restaurant. That's your strawberry starburst pack of seeds. When we get to the Italian restaurant, we're going to get a menu. Somebody's going to want white sauce. Somebody's going to want red sauce. And somebody's going to want eggplant parmesan. Somebody's going to want gnocchi. Somebody's going to want pasta. Uh, There's a million kinds of pasta, gnocchi or spaghetti. Uh, Those are all things that are at the Italian restaurant. They're all very acceptable. They're all very delicious. They're all kind of the same because they're Italian food made in the same restaurant, but there's going to be little variations and differences. That's what I think we find when we go growing from a pack of seeds. You've got the Italian restaurant, that's your pack of strawberry starburst seeds. Now, you got to find the phenotype that expresses the traits that you want. Do you want the marinara or do you want the garlic sauce? When it comes to the seeds to the strawberry starburst plant, do you want the one that tastes more like watermelons or bubblegum candy or the one that's got that weird sour sort of a tangy and watermelon and grapefruit sort of aroma? That's for you to decide. I like the one that tastes like strawberry bubblegum, but that's just me. Uh, My buddy Kelvin likes the one that tastes like juicy watermelons. So that's the phenotypical, that is the phenotype that will get your attention that you, that is the trait and the phenotype that will get your attention that works best for you. So the phenotype that works for me may not be best for you. Are you smoking? Uh, I like to get really high. I like a head buzz that makes me paranoid and fucking forget what I'm saying and lose my keys when they're in my hand and lose my sunglasses when I'm wearing them. A lot of people don't desire that. So we may want totally different phenotypes. I've got a grow space that's eight feet tall. Maybe you've got a three foot tall grow space. My phenotypes aren't going to work in your grow space. So my best advice is to pick the phenotype that works best for you in your environment, for your needs. Like I said before, maybe it's a medical product. Maybe it's a retail product. Uh, maybe it's a gray market product. Maybe you're making concentrates out of it. Maybe you're making edibles out of it. Select the phenotype that performs the way that you need that phenotype to perform for you to reach your goal. Now let's talk a little bit about the method of a pheno hunt. A pheno hunt can happen with a little bit of seeds or a lot of seeds. It can happen in a little bit of space or a lot of space. If I'm hunting for something, I don't grow the plants very big. I keep them small. Sometimes I don't even take a clone. Sometimes I just rely on a re I'm mainly looking for the one keeper out of a population Maybe I took a clone of it, maybe I didn't. If I did not get the clone, then I will rely on that re-veg and it will be worth the work because it was the keeper out of however many plants, which means that's the one I want, so it will be worth doing the extra work. So whatever amount of space you've got, whatever amount of seeds you got, let's utilize that to the best of our ability. Maybe small plants, short veg time. When I'm doing a pheno hunt, I do not manipulate the plants very much on their first run. I will sprout, let's just say you've got... um okay, let's do a couple of things. We've got two options. Maybe you've got 100 seeds. Maybe you've got 10 seeds. Where I live, I'm only allowed to grow 12 plants at a time. So in my pheno hunt, let's just say I've already got two plants as mother plants. They're over there in the corner. I've got 10 plants that I'm allowed to work with. I would, pack a, I would pop a 10 pack of seeds. That gives me 10 seeds to work with. Eventually, like I've said before, we're going to pull out five because they'll probably be males. So I'm going to grow these 10 seeds, exactly the same. I'm gonna put them in a room and I'm gonna treat them all exactly the same. They get the same soil, the same size pot, they get the same amount of light, they get fed the exact same thing, they get defoliated the same amount. If I do any manipulation to plant one, it happens to plant one through 10. All the other plants are getting the same treatment. This is the only way to keep it fair, scientific, and actually make a real uh, discernible determination on which plant is the best or most desirable out of a group. So I will grow all these plants exactly the fucking same. And then somewhere around week six or seven, you'll start making decisions. You'll go, this one right here has a lot of resin, but this one right here is making a lot of weed. And then there'll be another one that doesn't make as much resin or as much weed, but smells and tastes really good. That's usually the way that a phenol hunt goes, but keep growing those plants, grow them all the way through, grow them, harvest them. If you plan on re-vegging, leave a little bit, dry and cure them. Now here comes the fun part. If you are growing these plants to share with friends or patients or clients or whoever it may be, gather a few of them around. Let's have a smoke party. Roll up a couple of joints of phenotype number one, phenotype number two, number three. Label them. Let's smoke them with the whole crew and see who desires what. If you're growing it for yourself, pick the one you like the best. If you're the grower, if you're going to breed with it, if you've got goals, you make the selection. That's the advantage of being the grower, the farmer. You get to make that final decision. You can let people say, I like this one the best i like this one the best but overall it's your decision so start some seeds keep a good eye on them take a lot of notes treat them all exactly the same finish them dry them cure them smoke them then decide which one was your favorite that is your keeper out of your phenol hunt sometimes like i said before you'll find two or three that are the winners out of a phenol hunt i kind of treat that like a bracket system I will re-veg those or have clones of those three, then I will run them all three side-by-side in a room, kind of focused into just those three, and I'll see what works the best for me out of those three. Sometimes I keep two, sometimes I keep one, sometimes I'll keep the tall one for myself and send the short one to a friend so that he can run that also and kind of experiment with that. We can see what we can do with breeding, I'll breed to both of them, see what the breeding does on both just phenotypical selection. So I'll keep the taller one, he'll get the shorter one, but find the one that you like the best, narrow it down. Now, a minute ago, I said we could do a pheno hunt from 100 seeds. It would be ideal, it would be really fun to run 100 at a time, but at that rate, you might need 100 clones if you wanna clone it. At that rate, you've gotta manage 100 plants. In most areas, that's illegal, so we can't do that. The way that we can do this is if you can run 10 at a time, Or this works however many you can run at a time max out and then do the math on this let's just say you've got 100 seeds and you can run 10 at a time run 10 seeds pick your favorite out of those 10 keep a clone of that sprout nine more seeds run that clone and those nine seeds right next to each other and once again pick the best out of all of those that first clone you kept last time does not have to be the keeper out of the next round. Work it like a bracket system, an elimination match. Yeah, you won the last fucking Royal Rumble. Get in the ring with 10 more and see if you fucking survive. Every time, as long as you select a phenotype that you think is better through every phenol hunt, you're making forward progress. You're also making product every time you grow. It's not like a waste of time or a waste of space because you're producing those plants Um, it may not be the most desirable, the most sellable, most profitable smoke ever, but you're going to produce a quality product out of each one of those seeds if you do it correctly. And that is a good way to segue into another thing that I wanted to make sure to cover. Too many people expect to plant a seed and find the perfect phenotype. I don't like just, that's why I don't sell one or two seeds to people. That's why you've got to buy a pack of seeds because that's not a good representation. First of all, if you buy one seed and it doesn't germinate. You've got a hundred percent non-germination rate, and that looks really bad on a breeder. We try to give you more seeds to at least get some to germinate. We don't want you to complain. That it gives you better numbers, a better ratio. I've tested my germ- germination rates. Uh, testers have tested it. Growers, uh, uh, customers have tested that. We know the seeds are reliable, but it still feels weird selling you one or two because then you got a chance of a hundred or fifty percent failure rate, and that could be. Uh, my fault that could be, uh, it could have gotten too hot in shipping or that simply could be customer error. And I don't want to allow for that sort of a ratio. So, um, I think you should run. That's why when you get one seed or two seeds, I think you should run more than that to actually find the phenotype that you want. Too many people think that their first grow is going to be the grow where they find the gold. I think you got to run a pack, maybe two, maybe three packs of seeds. It's kind of like dating in my opinion. Uh, if you just find one person and fall in love right off the bat, that's great, but that's not common. You gotta kind of play the field and see, like, does that kind of person make me happy? Does this person make me happy? Figure it out. Like, you're not locked into one plant. Date a little bit with these plants, is what I'm saying. I'm sorry for the bad dating analogy. I haven't done that in a while, so I'm fucking confused. But um, find out which plant you like the best and stick with that, and then grow that one over and over again. Then develop a relationship with that plant. The first couple times you grow it. It'll come out pretty good, but imagine if you learned that like in week six, I could drop out the Calmag and really add bloom boosters and it goes shebang, or maybe the opposite, or maybe you need to feed it nitrogen just a little bit longer, or maybe you discover that if you let it go five extra days, it really puts on more weight. Experiment with this plant. So run a phenol hunt. Start with the population of seeds and grow them. Treat them all exactly the same to keep it scientific. Dry them, cure them, smoke them determine your favorites out of that population. That is your keeper phenotype. That is the basics of a pheno hunt. If you've got more seeds of the same thing, or if you've got different seeds and you're looking to keep the best plant around, run another pheno hunt. Put that one plant that won the last round in up against all those other plants and see who is the winner. I called it the Royal Rumble before. Keep the Royal Rumble going until you've got the best plant you can find. If you're looking to stock a stable of mother plants, Repeat this process until you've got 10 of the best mother plants you can find. Then you've got 10 mothers to keep clones from. You can keep working with those or however you may need it. Maybe you need one mother plant. Maybe you need two. Maybe you're looking for a male plant. You can do a pheno hunt with the male plant the exact same way. You've got to flower it out, compare it to other plants, see what it looks like, look for the traits you're looking for. Then you can find that plant. Of course, then you've got to do some pollen chucking, which is a whole nother slew of podcast episodes. All right. I think I gave you the basics of a pheno hunt. Basically run the seeds. Look for the one that rings your bell, not my bell. It's all about you. You got to live with this plant. You got to grow it. You got to smoke it. You got to enjoy it. You may have to sell it. So pick the one that works best for you, your patients, your clients, your market, your wallet, uh, your grow space keep all of that stuff in mind. Are you going to run it indoors and outdoors? Like Think about that sort of stuff. If I have a clone, let's say I took 10 clones off of a plant and send it to 10 growers, you're all going to send me back 10 pictures with subtle variations because uh, vapor pressure deficit differences, lighting differences, medium differences, nutrient differences, defoliation techniques, All of those things are going to make a difference in the phenotypical expression of these plants. So keep that in mind. If you change anything in the grow, it may change a lot of stuff in the outcome of your plants. All right. I feel like I've rambled long enough about selecting a phenohunt, run the seeds, find your favorite, bro. It's a lot like dating. Then pick that favorite one, build a good relationship with it, dial it in and grow it like a champion. Once you've got that one figured out, then unlike dating, then at that point, maybe you can move on and do another pheno hunt and find another plant. That way you got some variety in the garden. All right, that is all I've got for you for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. My email address, of course, is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your constructive criticism, your positive feedback. I do look forward to it. Also, make sure you support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Everything you need to know will be right there on the screen. If I said any of that too fast, all of the stuff you need is on my website, irigenetics.com. There'll be a link there to Irie Direct where you can get the seeds. There's a link to the merch store so you can get hoodies, T-shirts. There are beanies up there. Uh, Lots of good shit on the merch store. Check it out. There's a link to the Discord, irigenetics.com. All right, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a huge shout out to my buddy Traveling with Tim. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.